0: all of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast.
1: Hey there, this is Megan Helica. Welcome to another episode. Today we're going to talk about uh, six re- reasons grieving moms get stuck inside of grief. Um, I'm excited about this episode because I think all of these reasons are things that stop moms from truly, truly getting the help that they need. And my mission is to, to help encourage you to get that help, to get that support, to not do this alone and to give you tools and resources to do that because this is the hardest thing you'll ever, ever walk through in your life. Um, Before I dive into that, I want to just share that on my website, MeganHillica.com, you can go watch a free video on anxiety and grief. Um, Just when you go to MeganHillica.com, it'll be right there, anxiety and grief, and how anxiety is a very, very common experience, um, just in in general, for many, many people, but once your child dies, like my therapist had told me that, like... (laughs) it makes sense that you have anxiety the worst thing happened and so it's hard to tell your mind and tell yourself like oh well just think of the chances cuz the chances of it did happen so go watch that video com and let's talk about the the six six reasons so i've been working with moms for starting to get to be a long time now. I've been doing this grief work for a long time um, inside of grieving Mom's Haven. And there are some patterns that have come up that make it clear um, why some moms stay stuck in cycling and grief and don't get outside guidance and why some moms are able to carry grief and joy and live joyful lives and be able to thrive and not just survive even when their child died. So... Here are a few beliefs that come up over and over and over again. The first one being that thinking that time will make things better. This is like a huge one and people will, will tell you, you just give it time. You just need time. But I bet, you know, someone who lost their child 20 years ago and you can see how affected they are still in their life. You can see the bitterness, the exhaustion, the way their life has fallen apart and I just want to clarify that there's no judgment here because this is the most difficult thing you can ever experience and I I just think that time does not necessarily help why are we giving time all of the responsibility or the credit maybe you've also seen people who have had a loss just a few years or months ago and they're getting on their feet um, they getting their feet under them and they're learning how to live and flow with the grief so time does nothing it, it just passes and it's really what you do at that time that counts and if you take an active role in your grief so that you can move things forward and not just wait for time to pass if you just simply exist and try to let time pass Maybe there will come a day where you're like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm tired of this. Something needs to change. But then that's when things change. It's not because time passed. Um, So don't give time the credit. Time passing does nothing. It's what you do with the time that counts. Another reason is thinking that they can only stay in survival mode and just keep going through each day. So often we think that Death and grief means survival mode and there's nothing to be done. But it doesn't mean survival mode forever and just trying to get through the day by yourself. When you bring in other guidance or tools, resources, support outside of yourself, like Grieving Mom's Haven, you can step out of survival mode and into being, processing, and moving through grief mode. And the thing with survival mode is think of it like you're on a hamster wheel. You just can't get off. You're just, you're just going through the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. You have no room, no space, nothing. There's, there's nothing else to do besides do the next thing. And you're just, your body is in a survival mode. Your body is starting to fall apart because it's so stressed out. You have no room for anything in your life. And so when you step out of survival mode, when you are in survival mode, it's almost even more critical that you get outside guidance and support so that you can get off that hamster wheel, having somebody help you off the hamster wheel. And when you get out of survival mode, you have more space, more room to do what you need to do because you have that support and space that helps you move forward. Um, Another thing that can happen is thinking that talk therapy is the only thing that can help them. And I've talked a lot about um, stop talking start feeling you need to learn how to feel your emotions that talking will only get you so far. And I love that tools and resources and getting help and not doing this by yourself has become a lot more mainstream and common. Um, But there is just a lot about talk therapy that I don't think is helpful or useful in always. Like, again, you probably know somebody who has gone to therapy for 20 years and they still seem to not be getting any better. Um, I think that when you hit that kind of plateau where you're just going and going and going for years and years and years, um, it just is like, hey, is there something else that can be done? Is this the only way? Um, I just have also found that the bottom up approach and processing emotions and then now with rapid resolution therapy, it is just not something that needs to take 20 years. It really is not something that needs to take that much time or energy or effort for that many years. Um, so yeah, I think it's just, it's really helpful to learn how to feel and, um, I've also talked with many moms who have also felt like going to talk therapy just felt like they're just going over and over and over their past again and and again and again without like, where am I going? How do I learn how to live with this? How do I integrate this into my life? How do I learn how to move forward while carrying my child with me? Um, Or do I just keep spinning and cycling here in this pain, in this grief, in this story over and over again? So I, I am not uh, minimizing the horror that anybody has experienced. Um, but just that sometimes you come in, in a different way to your body to help with healing and supporting it. Another reason is that, um, especially I think doctors push this on people that a medication is something that you need after like be like, oh you're you're still not feeling good after a month well there's something wrong with you so then people start to use medication without dealing with the issue and treating a lot of doctors treat grief as an illness or disorder and you cannot just keep putting a band-aid on the problem Well, there's nothing wrong with using medication to be able to function every day. The bottom line is grief is not a disorder or a disease. You cannot medicate away grief. You have to feel it. You have to process it and move through it. Using medication for grief is a way of numbing it and just kicking the can down the road. If you're using medication to support you right now, great. Then you can combine it with tools and resources like Gravy Mom's Haven to assist you in functioning without medication in the future. So there's a time and a place for it, but when it becomes the, the thing that that's the only thing you do without trying to support your body or your mind in other ways, um, it just becomes this, again, another hamster wheel of like, you can't get off this, this thing with, with medication. Um, I asked on my, Instagram and this is something I've come across a lot too is can trauma be healed and a lot of people said no they don't believe trauma can be healed and when you are living in the experience of trauma it is a very out of control experience it is so scary it's so everything feels so out of control and I can give many examples in how my trauma doesn't show up anymore so, for example, I used to not let my babies sleep out of my sight um, because I was so scared. I needed to monitor them. I checked on them every five minutes. I panicked when they are out of sight for five minutes. For Like, when we would drive home from my mom and dad's, which was like a half an hour from our house, we probably had to stop five to ten times, I don't know, stop, pull over. We had to turn all the lights on so I could look at each of our kids and make sure that they're all breathing and they're all fine. Like literally it, it was a huge deal in our life. It messed up a lot in our life, this trauma. And now I literally have none of that. It does not even cross my mind. We drive in the car. I am not at all concerned about my kids in the back. I do not, you know, they're sleeping, even though Aria died in her sleep. I'm not concerned about my kids sleeping. I let them sleep. It's amazing. I'm happy when they're sleeping. And before it was a huge stress. I hated when my kids went to bed. And I just, I share this because I want you to know that what you're experiencing is horrific and horrible. And it also doesn't need to continue to happen. It, you do not need to continue living this way. Trauma can absolutely be healed and the triggers and the panic attacks and the flashbacks are not something you need to continue to suffer with. I I hope you, of any of these that I share, I hope you hear this the most because trauma is horrific to live with and it truly can be healed. It truly can be cleared and processed so that it's not even a thing, which I know sounds crazy because you're like, I, I can't imagine anything different because this is what my life is, but it can be different. And the last one I wanted to talk about and share is that people will say that grief never gets better. A lot of people will say it never gets easier, it never changes. And if I were to hear that, you know, when Aria died, it would have been very hopeless for me. I needed to know that it could get better. I looked for other moms who were able to live, able to function, who had joy. I needed that kind of encouragement and kind of light in my life because if people told me it would never get better, I'm like, I'm 23. Now I'm going to live the rest of my life in this horror, in this pain, in this hopelessness. What am I supposed to do? I have other kids, I have a husband. I have a family, I have a whole life ahead of me and it's just going to not get better than this. I was living a horrific nightmare and when I think about my life at that time, um, this is what it looked like. I wasn't sleeping at night. I didn't sleep for many months straight. I was disconnected from my husband. I was having panic attacks, um, Constant anxiety. It was literally all the time. I was on pins and needles, waiting for the next shoe to drop. I could never relax. I was unable to take care of anything that was absolutely absolutely necessary. I told other people, "Nope, I don't watch other kids. I don't babysit. I let go of all of my duties at my church. I literally went to therapy and took care of my kids as best I could. And I couldn't even take care of my kids by myself." Um, So like when I think of my life at that time, that was horrible, was horrible. Like to say it doesn't get better from there. Like if I were to hear that it doesn't get better, I'm like, okay, so now what, what do I do? This is just how my life is. I'm just going to have panic attacks, triggers like, oh, it, it is just horrible. And now I think about my life. I can sleep easily at night. I again, I said earlier, I do not have a problem letting my kids sleep. I love when they sleep. That's my favorite thing. Um, Justin and I have a very deep relationship and I think it's because Aria died we've learned how to have very, very hard conversations um that are very painful and hard to have, but they're they have made our relationship so much deeper. I haven't had a panic attack in years. Um, literally, like I don't remember the last time I've had one with my kids. Um, I have very minimal anxiety and I would say it's even gotten way better since I did some RRT sessions. I went and got some sessions done on it for myself and literally I'm kind of like, well, where's my anxiety? How come I don't, it's so weird. Like I don't, have anxiety. I can't say it's not ever there, but I know how to clear it and how to so it goes away very quickly. Um I I just my life is so different from then and it doesn't mean that I have forgotten or moved on from Aria or that I'm not sad that she's not here or that I don't miss her that I don't love her. I still have that kind of grief, that sadness that she's not here, that she's missing from our family here. But my life is so much better. And so I would say grief can get better. And would you agree with me that my now is better than before? So yes, I believe that it can get better. I believe that it can change and that like the waves of grief don't come as often. Uh, and I think that's, I really believe that's only because of what I've done to get here. Like I said, time doesn't heal anything. It's what you do with that time that counts. So just take a moment and notice if any of those are what's keeping you stuck. If I know people don't like to say, you know, Oh, people aren't stuck in grief, but There is such a thing as being stuck and being stuck in grief and not being able to clear or process and it's not your fault. It's not because you're doing it wrong. It's just that you haven't had the right tools or the right support or the guidance that can help you get through this. Um, Again, it's not because you're doing it wrong. It's because it's the hardest thing you can ever do in your life. And here's a few ideas and thoughts that might be keeping you there. And as always, um, feel free to message me on Instagram, Cultivated Family, and reach out. And again, you can go watch that video on anxiety and grief on MeganHillica.com. I always love to hear from you and connect with you. And take care. Bye-bye.
0: If you like this podcast and have found it helpful, I want to invite you to come check out Grieving Moms Haven. This is my monthly community for grieving moms where you can learn positive coping mechanisms, find a safe space with others who understand and learn lifelong skills that support you as you learn how to carry this weight of grief in your life. There are group coaching calls where we do guided meditations, tapping meditations, breath work, and just talk knowing that everyone in the group is also walking the path of child loss. You can come check out Gravy Moms Haven at www.gravymomshaven.com.